Okay, everybody, make room. Squeeze in there. You need to fit all your family in this little tour jeep. Well, hello, I am Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. And I'm Rich Harrison, the producer and occasional co-host. Val and I are going to be your tour guides. We are calling this tour, Here We Go Through Uniquely United 2.0. Recently in this series, we learned that differences are opportunities. By identifying aspects of fast-paced and slow-paced family members and task-focused and people-focused family members. Now we take those four characteristics, fast, slow, and people-task, and we place them on a grid that results in four personality combinations. We will spend four episodes explaining each one of these combinations to learn in each type what they fear, how to motivate them, what brings them joy, how they view rules, what they value, their greatest strength, ways to improve, why they get angry or hurt, and their greatest needs. Now, as you buckle your seatbelts for this tour, we do have two rules for the road. Number one, don't be rigid with this information. None of us are cookie cutter, and it is not meant for labeling each other and staying in boxes. God made us to grow, and labels sometimes hinder growth. Just glean some ideas and know that we humans are each unique designs set in unique circumstances that can affect our personality combinations. Rule number two, we are passing out some empathy glasses for each of you to wear on this tour. The rule is wear the glasses. Use this information to let the Holy Spirit work in your heart to hone your giftings and shave off the rough edges that may be roadblocks in relationships. Learn to blend and to bless as much as possible by having empathy for who the other people are around you. As you wear your empathy glasses to bless others within your family, you're getting lots of good practice and growth in the home so that then you can step on out into the world, ready for strong relationships into your future. So, now that we understand those rules of the road, I believe we're ready. Here we go. Through Uniquely United 2.0. Today we're continuing on Valerie's series called Uniquely United. We've talked about other personality traits where we combine our fast, slow, and our people versus task. And today we're going to be talking about the corner of our quadrant that is slow task. These people, we are calling them the careful calculators. They are consistent. They are correct. They are critical thinkers. And they are all about compliance to the right rules. And I do want to just remind all of you as we talk about this, while we're dividing it into four quadrants, In reality, none of us fit into any specific mold, and we are much more on a continuum of each of these things, whether we focus more on people versus task or or slow versus fast. We're all in a continuum of this, not that we fall square in the center of any of these things. So what you can do is listen to the different things that we put out today about this personality, the careful calculator, and just glean 
gain some ideas. Let it start sparking some thoughts in you of maybe some ways that you could impact your kids or impact yourself if you lean towards this personality type. And while we're looking at four quadrants of, you know, dividing people into these four quadrants, we have so many other different ways that we want to work with a uniquely united series. Over time, this is just an occasional ongoing series, but we'll get into so many more things than just these four quadrants. But today, careful calculator is where we're at. So Rich, what would you want to start off by telling them about? This person could also be known as the beaver, if you're familiar with the lion, otter, beaver, golden retriever personality types from Gary Smalley, or in the disc system, this is the C personality. Yes, these people tend to be precision-oriented, perfectionistic in some ways. We'll talk about all of this stuff, but their real strength is dependability and accuracy. Their greatest value. What do they value most? They value accuracy. They value a schedule. They value being rational. So Logical, things making sense, and ordered. And so all of those, they're also things, if you want them to respect you more, then these would be some things to focus on. Let them see that you care about accuracy, that you care about rational thought and not just emotional thought, and that you care about boundaries and rules and living within appropriate limits. That helps them respect you more. Reliability, predictability, rational thought. Structure is important to them. That would help earn their respect as well. So speaking of boundaries, let's let's look at regarding rules. What kind of rule person are they, Rich? They highly value consistent enforcement of rules, consistent adherence for themselves and for others around them of those rules, of the boundaries that are clearly set. They place a high value in justice and everyone following those same rules the same way. Therefore, they're very systematic. So these people, because of these values and because of the way they approach rules, sometimes and, and not just for themselves, but for others around them, others in their family, they may seem like the policemen among their siblings. And there's value in that to a degree. And there's also tension that that can bring as well. They're very black and white with the rules. Because they're so black and white with them, they may step on feelings and not care about feelings. They may step on relationships and not care that they're stepping on relationships because they think that the rules and the task and the schedule and the The process and the structure are more valuable than the people in relationships. And so this is something we definitely have to help them see about themselves and work on recognizing that in the long scheme of things, relationships actually do matter more, but they're going to have a really hard time with that concept. So in our house, this is something, these are conversations we've been having recently with our one daughter still left at home. And uh, because she has a tendency to be high in this personality type. And what are some of the conversations we've had to have around here? We mentioned that they have a high value in justice. So how have we used, appealed to her value of justice to help her curb some of her overbearing, sometimes boundary enforcement? 
I think one thing that we've really had to say often is what you are saying is true and matters, but the way in which you're saying it has got to be tempered. The way that it's being said offends, causes harm in the relationship. (laughs) Just yesterday, I said, the mood in which you're saying this is not good for you. And it's not good for me. And it's not good for us. The words are true, but the mood is harmful. And so I need you to take a step back and come back when the mood can be appropriate with the words, if that makes sense. Okay, what do they fear? What does the slow task person fear? Inconsistency, a change, They fear being inadequate, honestly. Yeah, not being perfect. Their paradigm, their measurement for themselves and others is perfection. And we really need to help them see that perfection isn't possible. And therefore, perfection as a goal is harmful. We don't want to have the goal of perfection. We we want to do excellent. We want to do excellent while caring about the people around us. That is a good goal. Perfection is harmful. What makes them feel angry or hurt? They are less likely to feel hurt. They are more likely to feel angry. I'm not saying that they they won't feel hurt and they won't have wounds, but that's just not generally where their emotion base goes. It doesn't go to sad as much as it goes to mad. (laughs) Right. Their response is much more going to demonstrate as upset rather than hurt. So what makes them upset? Well, uh, sudden change can make them upset. Changing the plan, especially with short notice or no notice, they have trouble dealing with spontaneity sometimes. And along with that, this idea of unreliability, if they can't count, if they learn that they can't count on someone or something, then that really upsets them. So if you are a parent who has a child that is this slow task or the careful calculator child, and you notice that there's walls up between you and them, then you want to evaluate, are you expecting sudden changes a lot? They have a really hard time with dishonesty, which it could be that you feel like what you're saying is honest, but they are so meticulous in accuracy that what you're saying seems dishonest to them. And then unreliability. Do you say the rules one way today and another way tomorrow? That's really upsetting to them. Or do you say, do you make a commitment and then you don't follow through with it? That um, not only do they feel unsafe, but they are very frustrated by that. Now, any time that we see these things are frustrating or unsafe, any negative emotions like that, we want them to understand themselves better and therefore adjust that in themselves some. But we also, as family members to them, we can recognize that and care. Now, they're going to live in a world that doesn't recognize it and doesn't care. So we want to strengthen and equip all of the personality types to handle a world around them who doesn't care about their personality type. But at the same time, we want to be learning to bless one another and recognize, okay, this is what's making them upset. This is why the walls are going up in our relationship. How can I pull those walls down? 
So we talked about how unreliability, sudden changes uh, make them angry. We talked about how these people can be uh, not necessarily the most sensitive because the rules and the boundaries and the structure and all of that is more important than people's feelings. And so uh, what are some things that either me as a this type of parent, what do I need to work on to mesh well with my children and to not be too exacting of my children? Or what do we need to help our children improve in who may be this personality type with their siblings, with us? You know, they can be very demanding and exacting and perfectionistic with their family as well. So what do we need to help them improve in or improve in ourselves? One, we need to learn that this personality needs to improve or increase in grace, grace toward others grace toward imperfect situations. They need to be understanding that life is not going to be perfect. Life is messy sometimes. Now, we can do our best to put structure to things and have the the right boundaries, but it's not always going to work out, especially, Valerie, you and I have talked several times recently how, you know, in our fallen world, stuff is broken, And it's not going to be a perfect situation plenty of the time. And so these people need to understand that we need to have grace. We need to learn to have grace in those situations. You know, often this personality type will not get started on something because they're waiting for the perfect. All the conditions need to be perfect first, and then I will do it perfectly. And so they wait. They wait to fix relationships. They wait to work on a project they wait to start a paper or whatever the things are because they are waiting for perfect first, perfect environment. They want their ideas to be perfect. So this delay can be really difficult for them. And I I definitely, with our kids that were this personality type, I had to do a lot of time management training with them, a lot of also teaching them brainstorming, the value of brainstorming, where you do not, you, 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 you don't filter before you begin the brainstorming process you fine tune after brainstorming and that really helps them get going better. You know, as you're talking about that process, I'm thinking you don't judge those ideas until after they've been thought and recorded. And then you go back and you start judging. And really that word judging kind of goes in a lot of ways, fits this personality type in a lot of ways. They, they can come across critical they can come across as questioning and unaccepting of other people's ideas. That's not always the case. Sometimes they're just trying to understand and ask more questions and thinking deeply about something and gathering information, but it can come across like they are judgmental, like they are unaccepting. Yeah, the negative Nelly yes. kind of personality a lot of times because they are hearing your idea and they are thinking of shooting all the holes in it, not to be a jerk, but because they're equipped to think of all of the possible problems. And that's a helpful thing in decision making to have somebody on the team like that. So now, long- this person needs to learn to be graceful in the way that they shoot people's ideas and and not say that can't happen because, but instead, well, if we were to do that, we would need to be careful about this. We would need to prepare for this. You know, they can learn better wording in that team process of handling things. All right. What do they want to win at? Well, we've already talked about that 
this personality type really values dependability. And so they want to make sure they are dependable. They want that reputation of being able to be counted on. They want that reputation of being accurate and precise. And this person is always right. They want that for themselves. Okay, so it's good for us as parents to recognize that if they are, let's say they're displaying a low self-esteem issue. Well, this can help bolster it to help us verbalize that we see them as dependable and accurate. At the same time, the flip side of that is that we need to help them understand that their worth is not wrapped up in how dependable and accurate they are. They are still valuable even when they mess up. They're still valuable even when they're not perfect or when something didn't go well. Okay, what do they enjoy? Well, time alone is big for this personality type. Time with people is draining for them, uh, for a lot of them. Yes. They really enjoy predictability. We've mentioned that some already, that a change of plan is hard for them. So they really enjoy systems and the structure that comes. It's always going to be the same every time. So that's the systems. As a parent, one thing that we always want to be kind of measuring and how we're doing with the parenting stuff is I want to create balance for this child. I want them to learn how to live a balanced life. So if I look at them and they are struggling emotionally and they are this personality, then maybe I do need to give them some time alone and help them recognize when you're starting to feel this way, maybe you need a little bit of time alone to recharge. That's good. But at the same time, because I'm a parent and my role is to help them develop balance in their life, I should not allow them to be alone all the time. Same with predictability. If they're struggling emotionally, it might be that there's not enough predictability and and schedule and routine in their life. And I need to increase that. I need to help them see that about themselves. I need to help them learn how to create that, even if the world around them, even if the home life around them is more chaotic, teaching them how to establish some predictability in their life, but also helping them be okay when it's not. Just the concept of balance there. You know, something else I just thought of that they really enjoy is being the expert at something. Yes. They need to be seen as the expert in some facet of their life. So we need to help them uh, make sure that they are choosing something healthy to be an expert in. If they want to be an expert or the best in the house or the best in their friend group at some video game, that could lead to imbalance in their life. They're they're trying to find their worth in being that top dog, being the best at it. So it's something to be mindful of, but also Again, Valerie just mentioned a a low self-esteem and trying to address if they seem down, giving them something where they can be an expert, whether that's a certain topic or a subject in school or, you know, whatever that is, letting them be seen and, and you treating them in a balanced way as an expert, affirming them as an expert in that topic. Okay, speaking of schoolwork, what motivates this child in school? Getting to do some work alone, they don't want to do all group stuff, a calm environment, having a checklist, having a schedule, having a syllabus, those things are golden for these kiddos. Something that we need to caution with them is being overly critical of self and others. 
So let's say you are a parent that is this personality type. You are the careful calculator, the slow task parent. What are some things that you need to work on? We've talked on this podcast before that, yes, I'm also a sensitive server type, but I also have some slow task in me. I'm I'm pretty task-oriented a lot of the time. Those two personality types are pretty evenly balanced in me. And one of the things I've had to work on and really intentionally focus on, it's not been easy and certainly not been natural. We've talked about how this personality type will ask critical thinking questions and sometimes come across as critical of others' ideas. Well, that has meant for me... When my kids come to me and they want to celebrate just a little win, whether it's in their schoolwork or at church or in their friend group or something they've done and they're proud of it and they come to me, my first tendency, my natural reaction is often to say, well, what about this? And could you have done it this way? And that's a little deflating, not a little, it's a lot deflating of me to do that to someone else who's trying to celebrate and wanting me to be proud. That's a real effort that I've had to make intentionally with that. So if you are this personality type as a parent, I really want to caution you in that direction. Yeah, (laughs) I've said to you a few times that it's kind of like an Eeyore mentality, you know, that finding the negative thing and bringing the group down. (laughs) Right. Taking a fun situation, something where I really could have celebrated someone, celebrated one of my kids and just really affirmed them. But I, my, my natural tendency was instead to find where it could have been done differently, where it could have done better. Well, didn't you think of this or, or I hope this bad thing didn't result from that. You know, it's, it's just finding a storm cloud in the middle of the sunshine. So this parent needs to work on relationship and forgiveness and fun and flexibility. Yes, flexibility. We've talked, you and I have talked uh, before on the show how we really are not necessarily all that fun, not all that flexible. So we've had to really work on that in ourselves. So and the same with if the child is that personality type, they need to work on flexibility, fun, forgiveness and relationships. And how do we need to treat if we're this personality, how do we need to treat the family? We need to learn to value people over process. That is big. Grace for yourself and others. Don't seek perfection. So that's a summary, whether it's you or whether it's your child, that's this personality type. That's what you can focus on with them is, or with yourself, value people over process, grace for yourself and others, don't seek perfection. Yeah, that's a tough thing for a personality type like this, perhaps, is to to be told it doesn't have to be perfect. We want them to strive for excellence while at the same time valuing the people around them and their teammates or siblings or their family above the process and above the perfection. Excellence is important, but the people around you are more important. Yeah. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode on the careful calculator. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. If this podcast is helping your life, is helping your family, won't you share it with other families? 
just as we are sending out these messages that God is laying on our hearts, you can be part of the message giving process too. If you will share this with others, either by, you know, you could text it to a friend, share it on Facebook or Instagram, or or you could do a five-star review if you find it to be a five-star, because that helps others to find this podcast as well. There are two resources that you may find helpful with this series. The first is an audio workshop that Val taught called, Help, My House is Full of Difficult Personalities and One of Them is Mine. The other is Val's book called Clash in Your Home, Getting a Game Plan for Cleaning Up the Conflict. You can find both of these resources by going to practicallyspeakingmom.com and click on Shop. One last thing. The Uniquely United ongoing occasional series covers so much more than just these four personality combinations. We'll return to the Uniquely United series again a couple of times a year for another leg of our tour through the ways that God has made our families uniquely united. We sure enjoy spending this time with you each week. We'll see you next Monday. Sounds like from zapsplat.com.